0: You are back with the conversation. This is Catherine Cruz. Today, we're talking about the kindness people have extended during these difficult times. Many have lost jobs, some have lost loved ones. Others are living the stress of someone they know battling a virus, where so far there is no vaccine and no cure. Many have died, but many have recovered. We are grateful for that. Today, joining us for our call show is Ashley Maynard. She's a professor at the University of Hawaii, Manoa Campus. Cultural psychology is her expertise. Welcome, Ashley. Good morning, Catherine. Happy May Day. Happy May Day. So glad you could join us today. You know, my pleasure. We often hear about the special place where we live, and you know, we are the Aloha State. Talk about, you know, how different that is just from just basic human kindness. Oh,
1: thanks. Yeah, it's really special. And just when we bring Aloha to mind, and we remember that. It's about love, affection, our compassion for each other, the way we care for each other, and and our kindnesses that we show. And I've been thinking a lot about this and the ways that aloha is reciprocal. We, We keep this wheel going, and it also has to do not just with people, but in terms of the way we care about this earth and these islands where we live. And so it is really special to bring this out, especially on our lay day here in Hawai'i.
0: Yes, I mean, we know why we live here, because we love (laughs) this place. We do. And you know, uh, we uh, have been, you know, reaching out to uh, the various mayors across the state, um, and we did take the time out to ask them about acts of aloha that they've seen over the last month or two. Uh, We uh, recorded some of those uh, comments that they shared with us. We hear first from Mayor Derek Kawakami from Kauai, and then Maui County Mayor Mike Victorino.
2: Every single day, what gets me fired up is when I go through my messages, text messages. I don't know how some people got my phone number, but apparently it's out there. But what inspires me is I'm seeing heroes and lions emerging from the unlikeliest of places. You know, folks that have been laid off, reaching out and saying, hey, you know, we we totally understand. We get it. We're going to struggle. But in the meantime, you know, is there anything that I possibly could
3: do to to help
2: out? You know, people that have a sewing machine that are um, unemployed are out there sewing Face mask and giving it to people that don't have one. People that uh, are giving away like their own food to people that need it more. What can I say? But God bless you and um, and bless your heart. There's so many, there's so many organizations that are out there right now seeing people who need food, We're taking care of our homeless, our less advantaged, our disabled, our kupuna. I mean, I don't have one story, because there's so many, so many stories. I'm so proud of the people of Maui County. I have one lady that every day right now, she will not be identified. She goes to two senior housing houses and drops off food and does their grocery shopping for them. Uh, these are the unsung heroes. They, they're local. They don't want to be recognized. They don't want their face on the news. On the they just want to do a great job and help us in a time of need. And I'm so thankful. My county can be proud of their people. In general, we work together, we're in this together, and we'll all come out together and come out better for it.
0: So let's talk about what we're hearing there. People are genuinely touched.
1: Absolutely. So you hear the mayors, and you could feel the emotion, the um, feeling of compassion and gratitude that this kind of generosity brings out. Even when we hear about it and talk about it, I'm sitting here getting chicken skin, and so Mayor Kawakami, he's got a following now, right? Even just sharing his humor with us and his amazing approachability you know, he has a video of himself making a um, do-it-yourself mask out of an old T-shirt. And people just love that. He has another one. He's making tacos in his own kitchen. And that in itself is generous because it's uplifting. And we feel like we can relate to him. And he's with us, right? And then for Mayor Victorino um, to hear the stories of all the individuals out there um, helping each other, giving away food, helping the homeless and the less advantaged. It's really beautiful. Um, and a lot of local people, that is part of local culture. We tend to be more modest and you don't want credit for these things. It's just the beauty of sharing it and passing it forward. And when people can do that, they, they will. And, you and know- oh the math. I, I, you know, at the very beginning of this crisis, you saw people popping up on social media. I have cloth. I have masks. I mean, I have a sewing machine. Let's make masks. It was really great to see.
0: And, you know, I think we are seeing all of our lawmakers, you know, on TV, you know, every single day, it seems like. And um, I know we had an experience where we interviewed the governor, and I asked him how his kids were. And I know he shared with us that, you know, his three kids were in the hot spots, I think Washington State, Washington, D.C. And he shared that his daughter, uh, one of his daughters was a nurse and I I believe had just gotten her her first positive uh, COVID-19 positive case. You know and so you know you know privately he's concerned about his kids because they're not here and they're they're you know in the midst of the crisis in other states but sometimes I think we forget about uh, the people that are under so much pressure right now
1: oh yes they're under tremendous pressure um, because they will hear every story all the good stories all the bad stories and of course they're human too and they have personal and family thoughts and responsibilities and I know this weighs heavily on them and so Our thoughts are really with them as
0: well. We did uh, also hear from uh, Mayor Harry Kim from the Big Island and Oahu Mayor uh, Kurt Caldwell. Take a listen.
3: I remember the first food drop-off that was conducted by the food basket here and so totally impressed by the order of people, the volunteers out there, you know, helping, uh, because there were hundreds of cars lined up. And uh, I'll be quite frank, when I saw it, it I knew, you know, people were going to have a hard time, but so quickly. And when you walk up and see this hundreds of cars lined up, and you see the volunteers, how well organized it was in regards to handing out food, and not only that, the cheerfulness of them, uh, you know, Well, it gives you a lot of, uh, regardless of hardship, gives you a lot of faith in people, uh, of sharing and doing things for people who have less. And uh, I think I'd like to spend a day and a half with you bragging about people all over the state and Hawaii County of uh, doing that. And uh, I see this everywhere in regards to people helping each other. (laughs) We were making a plea now for people to volunteer uh, on programs of the senior citizens because they need an extra care. And I have no doubt that we will be you know, the, the overwhelmed with the amount of people willing to help. And this is what I'm always, always grateful all these years of the people of this land.
4: One day I came home and someone from the island of Hawaii sent me an Aloha shirt with a note just saying, we're watching you from afar. You're someone from our island. and we're very appreciative of all your hard work. And you know, when I got home, I cried when I saw that. It was a surprise. And then another day I got home and there were lemons in my mailbox, really large Meyer lemons just saying something small, you know, to make lemonade out of lemon. And we want to thank you. Anonymous, I don't even know who put those in there. And then four or five people have given me palaka masks. They know I wear palaka on the I weekends guess. and shop up for the palaka. And so I have red, blue, yellow palaka mask and just... Some are just people driving by their jog in Manoa saying, hey, mayor, we have a mask for you. And of course I'm wearing, you know, just a regular ugly cloth mask and I put on the Palaka mask. So those are some of the acts of aloha that were directed, given to me. And I'm sure that's going on all over. You know, we are a special place. We do really have aloha and we are in one canoe, one very big canoe, and we all are taking, doing our, we are taking care of each other. And that's what makes being mayor of this place so special.
0: So what are you hearing there?
1: Oh, that is beautiful. Mayor Kim focuses on our people and how hundreds of people will show up in a cheerful way, organized. You know, it's just orderly, and they're there because they can help and they want to. And we do that because when we can help, we will. And we know that in the future when we need help, someone will be there. That's what aloha is. And then to hear Mayor Caldwell, everyone knows his trademark is the palaka. And, you know, for folks to make him special palaka mass, that is just very charming. And I love the idea of making lemonade out of lemons. And um, really, kudos to those people. And just those little things, you know, we can think of people we know and things they might like and do them. And it's very small. You know, just praising someone for something they've done recently to help others, or to help you, or the positive things you notice about them. And they really feel that, even in an email, I've noticed. Yeah. And it is our way of taking care of each other, like Mayor Caldwell
0: said. You know, we are giving a to people who've been kind to one another, sharing supplies and sharing support. Uh, you can join the discussion by calling one eight seven seven nine four one three six eight nine. We're back with the conversation on member supported Hawaii Public Radio. If you're just joining us, we're talking about acts of aloha, and we'd like to know what has warmed your heart over the last few months as we've all been dealing with the stress of a global health and economic crisis. You can join the discussion by calling us at 941 3689 or 1 877 941 3689. From the neighbor islands, our guest today is UH Manoa Professor Ashley Maynard. Her expertise is cultural psychology, and you know y- you've been listening to these uh, uh, comments, the the stories that that a lot of officials have been sharing. Uh, we also put out a call just from our you know our listeners to, to call in, and we got so many more than we can play. I think on on our, our show today, uh, but let's uh, listen. Uh, to a couple more now, Ashley, uh, we have uh, a, a couple in the queue. We'll fire them off.
2: My name is Pat Stevens, and I witnessed some Aloha in Silverton, Oregon. A couple of weeks ago, I've got an old 84 camper van, and some people think I'm homeless, but I, I'm not. And I have decent income and so forth, but a woman came up to me and tried to give me a $20 bill, and I says, uh, Why? And she said, well, we just got laid off, my husband and I, and my parents gave me some money for rent, and I want to share. So I advised her to find somebody that needed a little bit more than me, but that's Aloha in Oregon.
5: Aloha, my name is Olelopa'a Ogawa. I'm calling from Waikoloa Village on Hawaii Island. And the reason why I'm calling is the folks are saying to call and mention about anyone in our community that is making a difference. And I have someone, her name is Auntie Lorna Saito. There are so many kids that go hungry in our community. We're a Title I school area, Waikoloa Elementary and Middle School, but we're not having that meal. I don't know why. And so that means that over 400 children are less hungry. So Auntie Lorna has been providing food a few times a week this week and for the last month. So I just want to recognize her. This lady is an angel. I've never met someone like her before. And I think she deserves the recognition. Mahalo, and I love Hawaii Public Radio. Mahalo and okamalu ya no me may peace be with you. Mahalo, a hui
6: Aloha e Vicki Levin from Haiku in Maui. And the act of kindness that I've been really enjoying is that my uh, chai tea was bought for me while through the drive through at Starbucks on the hotel. And so then I promptly asked how that could happen and it was the person in front of me who drove off and I never even got to say hello. So then I turned around and asked how much the bill was behind me, and I instead paid for the guys behind me. Turns out it's been going on for a couple of hours in the morning, and then one person didn't do it, and so it stopped for about two hours, and then it got picked back up again right before I drove through. It was really fun, great laugh, made the Starbucks team feel really stoked uh, about the humanity of it, and everybody giving shotguns out the windows, uh, thanking complete strangers uh, for buying their coffee. It was a really cool thing, and. Uh,
1: a small
0: way that we can communicate and stay in touch. All the way I just love that story. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, those are all great. You know, the the, the the pay it forward, or I guess you know, pay it backwards <laughs> whoever's in line behind you. <laughs> that's just it, mm-hmm. it's just so neat. You just wonder, you know, who started that? You know, that morning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful how these chains keep going, and you notice the feeling, oh, okay, I'll do the same for the person behind me, and then it keeps going. I, I heard a story on our HPR um, about Italy and extended coffee, and they've been doing that there for years, you could pay for coffee for someone else who might not be able to afford it at, at one, one of their wonderful coffee places. And it's been extended now into small grocers and the, the butcher shops where people are paying extended groceries for others. So they add 10 euros to their bill for you know, someone who might need it, and then the grocers are figuring out how to you know, allocate those to resources. So there are lots of ways that people are thinking to do this. I love to hear that. And I can just picture the shakas out of the car windows. We all love those.
0: Yes. And, you know, the the one call uh, that came in from Oregon, you know, because we have lots of listeners all over uh, across the country. But that was just, that was really, wow. It was like, mm-hmm. how nice is that? You know, someone who didn't mm-hmm. have a lot and they're sharing it.
1: hmm hmm Very meaningful.
0: Why is it that we have this need to help somebody out when, you know, when we're all stressed
1: well I think there are at least a couple reasons one is when we are sharing we do feel a little bit more in control of the situation so right now there are so many things we can't control and we're aware of that but in that moment when we're giving something when we're feeling generous of heart we're totally in the present moment And we can control what we're doing and what we're giving in that moment. And I I think getting us in the present moment makes us feel a whole lot better. And then, of course, we want to help. There is this human response where when we see someone who's struggling, a lot of us just really want to help. We almost feel a reflex, like, oh, we should do something. And then what I'm seeing now is not just individuals doing things for others and those things are special and we have to keep doing them but how groups are coming together to coordinate action in order to help larger and larger groups or the entire community and i've been really impressed by the ingenuity and creativity and you know sometimes the astonishingly fast cutting through of red tape in order to get things going i think it's great
0: you know, when we started thinking about doing a show like this, we were really worried because, you know, we didn't know when the peak uh, of the COVID cases was was going to come. We had, there were different dates and, and and we were concerned. You know, we did talk with the uh, Maui mayor, you know, Mike Victorino, and he knew, I think, that the, the news wasn't going to be good with, when they had the first cluster. So we weren't sure, you know when we were going to fire this off. But uh, a friend of mine told me that, you know, she just walked out of her house one day and there were a couple of rolls of toilet paper at her doorstep. <laughs> and she didn't know who dropped it by, you know. And then a neighbor uh, on the street came by and dropped over a couple of masks, uh, you know, just just out of the kindness of their heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are wonderful stories. And, you know, pretty charming, too, and timely. You know, the toilet paper is becoming kind of a joke right now um and it really marks this time but of course it's lovely to receive something you know you're going to need from an anonymous neighbor i have some stories of masks, many stories um i have a colleague who offered to make masks for another who needs to ride the bus and of course buses are and masks are required on the bus so um, that was just really kind and very much appreciated
0: yeah it's what you can do uh you know, you just find a way, you know, there's a will, there's a way, and uh, yeah, it, it is really nice to see. We mm-hmm. have we have several uh, more uh, callers who uh, recorded their comments. Um, well, let's hear um, from a couple of them again.
2: Yeah, this is Ben from the Big Island. And uh, for the acts of Aloha during the crisis, I know for myself, you know, I was trying to figure out what I could do, so I'm planting all the fruit and vegetable seeds that I've got and giving the starts away to the neighbors. All my neighbors are doing the same thing now. And uh one of the women had a lot of material and decided she could make mats. But didn't add needles and thread. My other neighbor had thread and I had needles and you know, we all pitch in and we're all helping each other. So we're all gonna get through this. Stay hey, strong. Aloha.
7: Hi, my name is Rex Dubiel. I'm a teacher at Sunset Beach Elementary School, and I'm calling in to commend some people who are working to make life a little bit better for those of us who are a little underprivileged on the North Shore. The school garden at Sunset Beach Elementary School was never harvested because of the school closure. And so Jack and Ken Johnson got permission and harvested green beans, and they gave the green beans to Thomas Naylor, who owns a catering company out of Waimea Valley called k Kitchen. And then from k Kitchen, Thomas has been feeding some of our capuna on the North Shore, and he has made meals, and those are then being delivered free of charge by Scotty, who owns the North Shore shuttle business. So we have a lot of people contributing to the wealth there of those seniors who can't get out or who are sequestered at home, and I'm so proud of everyone who's pitching in to make life better for some of the cocoon on the North Shore. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. That's so nice to hear. You know, we are very concerned about a large segment of our population, the elderly. Um, You know, they're frail, uh, vulnerable, and some of them are cooped up and they can't get out. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is great to hear people pooling their resources and different kinds of capabilities or materials that they have, pitching in and making it happen in order to help the keiki and the kupuna. You know, I'm hearing a lot of stories about that. And, of course, it's uplifting for everybody. And then I know with the keiki, there are um, special drop-offs for food, um, prepackaged food, like if you make something, prepackage it, drop it off, at various locations where they're packing school lunches for the kids and if you drive by at certain times you can see this happening and and contribute what you have It's really great to see the community coming together like that
0: yeah and I know we've been hearing lots about social distancing and physical distancing and I think everybody knows it's important uh, if someone's in isolation you want to reach out to a senior uh, or someone who is uh, cooped up and and doesn't have that human touch Um, but, uh, you know, just want to let our listeners know that this is the conversation on Hawaii Public Radio. Uh, let's give a ho to people who have been kind to one another, sharing supplies and sharing support. You can join the discussion by calling one 941 3689 Stay with us. We'll be right back after a short break.
3: Support for Hawaii Public Radio comes from Inkanen Executive Search, helping Hawaii organizations find leaders to navigate in times of change. More information at Inkonen.com.
8: I'm Ira Flato. On the next Science Friday, we revisit the devastating flu of 1918 and check with the math people who make models to
7: forecast what COVID-19 may bring this fall. I think we basically choose when the second wave is going to happen in the sense that it's so determined by changes in our own behavior.
8: That's on Science Friday from WNYC Studios this afternoon at 1.
3: Support for Hawaii Public Radio comes from the Honolulu Museum of Art with a mission to create transformative experiences through art and committed to standing with the community during this time. Updates on reopening at honolulumuseum.org.
7: As we open class tonight, let's stop and set an intention for what we'd like to achieve here and take a few deep, calming, centering breaths so
0: you can drop into the body. That is the sound of a yoga instructor kicking off one of her free driveway yoga classes. Uh, that, That was happening on the windward side. Now, this teacher had been teaching her surrounding neighbors from the front of her home. Her neighbors participate from their driveway or garage or lanai's. One of them said it has helped her in more than one way.
5: I think it's a great way to get out of the house and stop sitting on the couch and watching TV so I'm very happy that they're willing to do this. I'm pretty new to yoga so it's also nice to have somebody teaching me in person even though I can't leave the house and go to a studio right now. I'm actually new to the neighborhood and so that's also been really nice is getting to interact with my neighbors and meet them even though we can't actually get together right now
0: free yoga classes bringing a windward uh, oahu neighborhood closer together just one more example of the acts of aloha happening around our state and actually can you talk about you know the the mental health benefits of getting physical
1: oh absolutely it's really important that we move and if we can get out a little every day we are allowed to be walking on our streets and sidewalks getting physical activity You know, when you move your body, it's good for your bones, your heart, your lungs, everything. And it will uplift your mood. And I like what the person said. Get off the couch. Stop watching TV. Don't get stuck in the news. Um, And she's trying something new. Yoga is new for her. But it's a way to get on the driveway and see other people on their driveways doing this widely distributed yoga class. I, I, I know that physical activity will help all of us. And I've seen more people than ever In the late afternoon and evening, out in the neighborhood, families, sometimes two families together in in a cute little brigade with kids on scooters, little bicycles with their tiny helmets. Um, And it's really charming. We smile and wave at each other. And I'm seeing people I hadn't seen before. It's kind of fun to see people out enjoying themselves. We have had beautiful weather, and, and I do hope people take the chance to get outside in those safe ways. Um, that we can right now.
0: I know I went out in my front yard and I had to chuckle because it was like we had dogs on parade. We had about you know a dozen dogs just randomly <laughs> in line and uh, it was really kind of a, a, a very uplifting thing for me. I don't I don't have a pet but it was it was fun to see them on display and it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah that's I, charming. I do love to, to also hear the little kids you know, uh, coming out. Uh, I know a family uh, ended up, uh, you know, ordering a couple of children at play signs uh, just to make sure uh, motorists driving by, you know, knew that these are uncertain times. The kids, the families can't go to the parks. And so they were, you know, out on their front, um, on on the roadway in front of their homes. And, you know, sometimes it gets busy, but uh, they were just trying to make sure it's safe for everybody out there and, and, and ho- hopefully people were, you know, slowing down to watch out for the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. That really shows how we're thinking of each other. Oh, I need to protect the kids in my neighborhood, and so I'll put out the yellow sign. You know, I, I really like that a lot.
0: You know, uh, we uh, got a question from a shy caller uh, who's asking, so what is it about uh, human psychology that makes want- makes people want to help uh, during times of crisis, I think we touched on this a little bit, but is there anything you want to add to that?
1: I think it's natural that we want to share. You know, we we did evolve from collective hunter-gatherer groups, and we shared everything. And you notice in communities where there's still that focus on the collective and this kind of reciprocity give and take in more subsistence cultures, you will see When one has a bunch of, say, watermelons, if it's watermelon season, they will share. You can't possibly eat all the watermelons yourself, and so you share. And then when someone has an abundance of something else, they share with you. It it keeps that wheel going. And as I said, uh, we do like to feel a little bit in control in these uncontrollable situations. And when we can help, we're right in the moment and able to do that, and we're totally in control of our helpfulness which I think is beautiful.
0: We did get a number of letters from our listeners. Um, Kapua Olsen uh, on Instagram responded to HBR's request for acts of aloha, um, writes in, Kamanu Composites, a, whole, a locally owned and operated outrigger canoe company, had to lay off all of their employees. Then Keiko Gates, one of the owners of Kamanu Composites, had the brilliant idea of making protective face shields it was a success he hired back some employees and has been busy since donations were made to hospitals fire departments etc and a neighbor who we usually see while walking our dogs uh recently surprised us by delivering bentos that her son made to give to friends stuck at home we were so grateful and happy that we had a couple of large avocados to give her as a thank you so much aloha so yeah you have a. Uh, you know, someone being kind to someone, and someone else uh, returning the favor to someone else.
1: Yeah, that's that's really great. That paying it forward and and the reciprocity, give and take. It's it's really great. And we are seeing um, businesses retool their equipment, their resources. So for the composite surfboard maker to make face shields at this time, it's sort of like what's needed. Okay, can we do that? Let's figure it out. Um, We even have faculty members at UH who have retooled some of their lab projects to help the community. So if I could give a shout-out, we have UH faculty members Ken Leonhardt and J.P. Bingham creating a a bio-based product to reduce the spread of COVID-19 using local aloe and distilled alcohol. And this wasn't a project they planned on, but it helps students learn, and they get to practice skills in a socially distanced way, and then get that material where it's needed.
0: Yes, we were hearing a lot about some of the private schools, I think Midpac, Punahou Iolani, who had those 3D printers. They were helping to do, I think, face shields for some of the healthcare workers as well. And uh, I I believe there's a number of um, faculty members who went down to volunteer to help out uh, with the processing of unemployment claims too, I think.
1: Yes, thank you. We were really impressed to see that come together so quickly, so UHPA, the faculty union, HGEA and HSTA came together and we got a website going with signups happening in a flash within hours of the website being up and the call for volunteers. There were hundreds of people volunteering and they've been down there from all three of those unions and others have stopped by too. Other leaders in our community have been helping to process those claims and I know they're getting it done faster this way.
0: Yes. And I just talked to a neighbor of mine uh, whose family, you know, relies on, uh, on the visitors that come through here and he was saying that his wife i think had gotten her unemployment check he was still waiting on his um but uh, you know the it's a you know two income urgers totally reliant on the visitor industry which is a non-existent it was interesting because he says that he also uh uh you know relies on uh uh some of the military during the RIMPAC games you know, they provide uh, their transportation company, and then that has been postponed, so they don't have that to, uh, to help them out uh, during this time.
1: Mm-hmm. And so the things we can do together with our government, which represents all of us, and, and we are a part of it, um, when, when we come together, many hands make light work. And I know everyone's intention is to get that help out there as soon as possible.
0: And we were chatting earlier, you know, just about how folks were volunteering to go down uh, to help the unemployment office. You know, you were saying that your schedule, uh, it's it's different every day because sometimes they want folks who can commit to a regular, you know, 8 to noon kind of a thing.
1: Right. As a professor, especially at the end of the year, our schedules tend to be different every day. We have dissertations that we don't have throughout the year, but they, they pile up in March, April, and May. And so those are at random times rather than at a set time. So classes, even online, are continuing to meet many of them online through Zoom at the same time that they always were. Um,
0: But even with that, there are faculty down uh,
1: at the convention center helping to process those claims.
0: Yeah, and it's a busy time because we're getting into finals. Yes, final exams are coming, and I've seen a lot of ingenuity
1: there as well. The faculty really want to help everyone who's about to graduate to get those degrees in May. They will graduate, even though we can't have commencement. And we look forward to the time when we can have a big commencement with everybody there. I know that people are already thinking of something special because we can't hold commencement ceremonies now. But they will graduate. They will Have that mark on their record and for the students finishing classes um, in the spring I know we're all ready for one final push and statewide I mean the faculty are on board and um, ready you know to finish out this semester
0: you know it, it is just amazing that we can take this time right now just to count our blessings Uh, you know uh, it's tough for a lot of families um, but I think it helps when we say all right let's focus on on the positive and help uplift our spirits uh, during this time and and see what we can do to help other people and maybe you know stave off the depression because uh, you know there are lots of reasons to be sad and upset and angry Uh, anything else you just want to add just about how we can deal with those emotions
1: I agree. There are many reasons to be sad and and angry at what's going on. And there is a sense of hopelessness. But when you are generous and being of service, it's actually really hard to feel depressed. If if you notice, Um, when you're helping someone else and serving from your heart in ways that you can, big or small, you get this beautiful feeling. It's uplifting. And it's a chance we have now to uplift our minds and hearts. And notice how we all feel connected to each other in those beautiful ways in those moments, and we can take care of each other and the earth. I think, as I said, there's this ingenuity going on, and some people are rethinking their habits. So think about how often before you just stop by the grocery store for one thing, or you literally left your house in a car, get one thing from the grocery. And I know a lot of us now are saying, well, I can wait. I can do without that one ingredient and let the list get a little longer before I go. And even those decreased trips to the grocery will help our environment. Um, and so there's those kinds of little changes that I think some of us will take into the new time when we have the new normal and we can venture out again. And, and I'm hoping that those things will actually help our community and our environment, our our um, climate, and those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, and I think as, as people get physical and are out there walking more uh, and getting in better physical shape, that maybe they'll continue on with those healthy habits. Mm-hmm. are back with the conversation on member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Acts of Aloha, and we'd like to know what has warmed your heart over the last few months as we've all been dealing with the stress of a global health and economic crisis. Uh, Call us at 941-3689 or 1-877-941-3689 from the neighbor islands. Our guest today is Professor Ashley Maynard from the University of Hawaii. She's a cultural Uh, psychologist and uh, you know we just heard from a listener uh, Melinani sent in a question does a crisis like this have the potential to permanently change a person's disposition toward giving or donating or volunteering or is this increased goodwill just a short-term response what do you think
1: I absolutely believe that this can rewire us permanently um, because These are just neural pathways. And when we get that reinforcement of the positive feelings that we're sharing and the reminder of the connectedness that we have, that is so reinforcing for our bodies and our brains. That chicken skin feeling that you get, the expansion in your heart, those are physical feelings that are actually having hormonal responses in your body. And when you notice those and you want more of those, You can choose to go in that direction over and over and over. So I think we have a big chance here to reassess um, what we were doing before. We've actually been required in these couple of months of social distancing to really change our habits. And it is long enough to um, instantiate new habits and ways of being for us. I'm very hopeful about that.
0: So when we get that warm feeling when you... Uh, yourself do something that's kind that maybe that'll reinforce that and you want to do more of it
1: yes absolutely I mean you remember the Grinch story the Grinch in the dr. Seuss books his heart was three sizes too small And you know when you feel stingy you do feel your heart constricted like that but when you feel generous you do something kind to help others you see it even in children When, you know, they give a flower to someone, something so innocent, right? Um, There's that beautiful expansion that you can feel and that it's in our hearts and in our bodies. And it's the opposite, right, of the stingy, closed-up feeling. It's open. It's extended. We feel that connection to others, and it spreads, right? So we can make these acts of aloha go viral.
0: You talk about children, and I saw something on the, the national news the other night. A, a young girl uh, took her $20 that she got from the tooth fairy, and she sent it to, the I think, the fire department in her city or her town, <laughs> you know, and they were just, like, so touched. It was like, wow,
1: <laughs> tooth fairy mm-hmm. money. But yeah, it's I, so innocent and sweet, and it, it just reminds us, you know, these little things can come from anywhere, anytime, and... Really, make someone's day. And you know, um, as we've said, there can be small things or bigger things. Um, even if you have to stay inside, you could call someone that you haven't called for a while and tell them what they mean to you. You could um, let someone know that you're proud of them or something they've done. Um, you could have video chats with someone. I had a video coffee with a friend the other day, and we just had a really nice time.
0: Yeah, I had a former colleague who moved to the mainland and said that uh, he's been taking uh, long walks with his uh, adult daughter, and that was really nice. And, uh, yeah, it's just nice to hear those stories. hmm yeah. We do have yep. a couple of more uh, a, a listener comments uh, from the neighbor islands. Uh, let's take a listen.
2: Aloha. This is Max from Hawaii Island in our small town, Waikoloa Village. Some of the residents there have set out hearts so as you walk your dog or go for a stroll through the neighborhood you can see everyone's hearts that are out there and it's nice sometimes it's the little things take care of each other Aloha.
6: hi this is lauren clive calling from the island of maui i'm a real estate broker here and one of the most heartwarming moments i've experienced during this quarantine is i was showing one of my condos for rent and this woman she messaged me but she was late she was like half an hour late and I texted her, and I was like, I'm about to leave. And I knew she was a nurse working at Maui Memorial. She comes back crying. Oh, I'm coming. I'm on my way. And she got to the house, and she just opened up about how her dad had fallen his broken his hip, was in the hospital. And her parents have been married for over 50 years. And every day, her mom goes and stands outside his window so that he can see her, because they don't allow them to visit. And he calls her all the time crying because he's really a poor son's wife, and so she said her dad had called while she was on know way to come meet me, and then, of course, she starts crying, and I start crying, and I said, let me give you a hug, and I think one of the saddest things during this time is the social distancing. You feel like you can't give somebody a hug, and this poor woman definitely needed a hug, so I just... Gave her a big old giant hug, and we cried on each other's shoulders. And I was happy that even though, you know, people are scared, that I'm not too scared to give somebody a hug. And then, of course, like two days later, they are like, oh, there's this cluster of COVID cases in Maui Memorial. Thanks to her, I'm like, I hope you're okay. And yeah, luckily, she was not among those people. But even if she had been, I wouldn't have regretted giving her a hug. Don't forget
0: to be a little hot during these troubling times. Bye. Oh, you know, Mm. (laughs) that human touch. We need that human touch. We do. Mm -hmm. And those
1: kinds of connections. So I've been wondering on this lay day how it will be giving lay in the future. And I'm sure we will find a way to do it safely because we really do need that.
0: I know it's like you're torn. You want to buy a lay to give someone. You want to help out the lay sellers, sellers, and and uh, then they say, well, maybe don't give them give someone a lay because you might spread germs. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll buy a lay and just hang it in my house or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've had graduate students defending doctoral dissertations on Zoom. And some of their friends and teachers have given them lay ahead of time. And then uh, someone in their house can put it on them, or sometimes they put it on themselves. I know that's not typical. But um, in this time, um, we are sharing this kind of virtual lay giving in in the best way we can. And that's been very uplifting for everybody to see.
0: Yes, I think the Parks Department uh, has started a new thing where they're saying make a lay and uh, take a picture of it and share it virtually. So that's the way to be able to celebrate our lay day.
1: Oh, I'll look for that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're not celebrating this day like we normally would have, you know, going down to the parks uh, to look at the competition. So we've got to find other ways to, to to share our aloha. And you know, um, there are plenty of people out there who deserve our thanks, healthcare workers, first responders, grocery store workers, and everyone taking time out to help their neighbors any way they can. They're really putting the aloha in acts of aloha. And before we go, we wanted to share a thank you set in by a member who wanted to convey her gratitude to HPR, a hilo resident jerry gert says she was listening to west side story and decided to say mahalo in a song so without further ado aloha hpr i'm chiming in
8: with a mahalo message in this pandemic time i'm turning to hpr more and more often and you always deliver with information and inspiration so i was inspired broadway geek that i am to sing a little bit to you and let's start it off with praise for the guy in the morning. Ma Lama My morning begins with Ma Lama I turn on HPR and just like sunrise there you are Ma Lama Your voice is so soothing Ma Lama And though we've never met you feel just like a friend to me, Malama. Hey, your name even means you're caring. So now in quarantine, I am sharing. Mahalo, mahalo to Derek, Malama. And mahalo to everyone at HPR, all the on-air personalities, all the technicians,
0: all the admin people. Thank you for the comfort you bring us all of the time. Oh, my gosh. That was the first time I heard that. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, that was Hilo resident and longtime member Jerry Gertz using the music for West Side Stories. Maria to thank uh, all of our HPR uh, staff here. Any final thoughts, Ashley Maynard? Thank you so much for being here. But, you know, well, what else do you want to say about Aloha and our Aloha State?
1: I want to thank you and say malama Pono to everyone and spread the aloha
0: all right well thanks so much well hey folks out there listening what did you think about today's discussion you know you can still contact the talkback line and give a shout out to any of our first responders healthcare workers grocery workers bank tellers Everybody out there on the front lines, that number to call, 808-792-8217. Send us an email at talkback at org. And if you want to listen back to today's show, check out the Conversation Podcast at org. I'm Catherine Cruz. Join us on Monday for more of the conversation.